prayer. And after praying and just like really going before God, I'm just like, I need to get this going because every year that I don't do what I'm called to do is another life that may be lost because I'm not doing what I'm called to do. Right. So this year I was just like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to just full out, just do it. I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to just do the connection full time so that I'm impacting lives and just making, you know, creating change that I know that I was created to do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Black Fridays podcast. We have another super dope, extremely talented guest in the building. I got with me none other than Miss Sharnice Marshall. How are you doing today? I am great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course, of course. It's been a long time coming. Looking forward to learning more about the connection and everything that you've been working on. So before we get into that, Actually, no, I'm going to backtrack. And if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and the connection for the four or five people that don't know who you are, could you let us know more about your background? Everybody does not know me. I'm not that popular. Um, so I'm Sharnice Marshall uh, from Detroit, Michigan. Um, went to South of Lathrop High School. Go Chargers, even though we're not a high school anymore. It's um, uh, A&T now, right? Yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm with A&T. So I went to South of Lathrop. Um, went to Michigan State to study urban and regional planning with the folks in community development, um, then went on to Wayne State to get a master's in sports administration. So did a little bit of community work with the Pistons, um, doing community relations, and then went on to work for another nonprofit organization in Detroit, uh, doing community revitalization. Uh, so we repurposed um, school buildings and created community hubs. And now I'm the founder and CEO of a Detroit-based nonprofit called The Connection. So that's a little bit about me. I love family. I love friends. I love food. Everyone knows me, knows that I'm a big foodie. I can eat food all day and talk about it as well. So that's a little bit about me. Dope, dope. We love to we love to see it and we love to hear it. So uh, for us to get a chance to learn a little bit more about you, I'm going to have to introduce you to my favorite part of Black Fridays, which is Freestyle Friday. So it's a random assortment of questions. They're all about you. You can't get them wrong. So all I ask is that you answer each one and you answer honestly. Okay. All right. So let's get started. What is the best birthday you ever had? The best birthday I ever had. It was a surprise party that I had that was Mardi Gras theme. I turned 25 and my sister's playing like the best like birthday party ever. Um, they had the girl that was like walking on the balls and on the stilts and they had all type of things. It was like the best theme ever. And it was my favorite colors, purple and black. I knew about it though. So it wasn't that big of a surprise, but I was more so happy about all the thought that came with it. That's dope. That's dope. So I know you into sports mm -hmm. and have a background in sports. Uh, did you ever play? I did. Yeah, I still play. So I played softball and volleyball in high school. And then at Michigan State, I was actually on the rowing team. Wow. So, yep, I was on the rowing team and we actually won the Big Ten championship my freshman year, which was super dope. And people ask, like, how the heck did you get involved in rowing? And what happened was I was up there in Michigan State and I tried out for the softball team and didn't make the team. And the rowing coach was there and she approached me after tryouts and was like, hey, you're athletic. 
you know, I think you would be good for rowing. And I'm like, what is rowing? Had no clue. A girl from the city, I'm like, what the heck is rowing? And she's like, like in the boat. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try it. So I, you know, she trained me and I made the team and then ended up winning the Big Ten Championship at Michigan State. Um, and now I still play softball. So I play softball a couple of days a week on like a rec league. Please tell me you have Big Ten champion on your resume. I do. Okay. And I good. wear my ring quite often. Good. Yeah, it is on my resume. I love it. That's what's up. So because you play softball, I know at baseball, in baseball games, they have like the intro songs. I need to know what would your intro song be? Geek the. <laughs> that's my song. That's my all-time favorite song. But yeah, that'd be my walk-up song. Real ratchet. Tell, tell me you from Detroit without telling me you're right. from Detroit. Let me know. <laughs> hey, boy, I got you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so... Who is a person, who is a famous person that's a mentor in your head? So we're going to get more into your background with mentoring and working with the community. But in your mind, who would you say is a famous person you feel is a mentor to you? I say Oprah. I'm big, big, big on Oprah. So like in the mornings, I like watch some of her motivational videos. Um I just think that she's the best person ever in my mind. I think that she's so humble. She gives back. Um, she speaks life into people, which I'm big about. You know, I'm big on that. Um, so I would definitely say Oprah. That's my girl. Shout out to Lady O. I think she's my auntie in real life. <laughs> she might be. You never know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you work with uh, the youth a lot. Tell me about a young person who taught you something. Okay. Um, or a lesson you learned from a young person. Yeah, a lesson that I learned. So there's a young man who I won't name his name, um, but I'm very, very close to him. Um, he is, what is he in now? 10th or 11th grade. And I think I've learned more from him than I've learned from anyone in my life. And he's been through so much, like from abuse to just so many things that I have never experienced, you know, and he truly like embodies what it means to just enjoy life and just be you regardless of what you've gone through. And just seeing his spirit and how uplifted he always is, it just reminds me like your life can always be way worse and just to appreciate life for what it is. And I think just seeing him like every day with a smile, even though you know, knowing what he what he goes through on an everyday basis and what he's been through in the past. It just reminds me, like, just live life, just be happy, you know, and roll with the punches, roll with everything that comes, you know, with your life and just still be a light. So, like, I learned that every day from just being around him. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Young people would definitely teach you some things. I yeah. uh, A lot of people don't look at it that way, but you always can learn something from exactly. younger people. And I let them know that, too. I tell them, like, I don't know everything. I'm looking for you to teach me as mm-hmm. well. So that way I really teach the kids how to be authentically them. You know, mm-hmm. you never know what your life means to someone or what example you're setting. So I'm, I'm huge on that. Facts. Yeah. Uh, something funny that happened to you this week. This week, um, what's something funny to have? Oh, this morning. <laughs> so I legit forgot about all Saturday responsibilities, <laughs> laying in the bed, and I just get a, a notification on my phone like, yeah, podcast in 10 minutes. <laughs> so I hop up, take the quickest shower ever. I, I smell good, y'all. <laughs> 
quickest y'all were ever at like Zoom did like 90 all the way here, 100 all the way here. And now, like, to allegedly, because you know, we don't no. want this to be used. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, allegedly. I was only doing like 65. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm always big on like schedule. I don't play with people's time. Mm-hmm. So, like, that I guess that was funny a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I definitely find because I'm like it's all good. I have my own setback, so yeah. it it worked out. But I'm the same way. I don't play with people's time. I, yeah. I'm punctual. I'm on it. Uh, I don't like nobody playing with my time. So yeah. uh, we definitely um, kindred spirits in that sense. Yeah. Uh, and um, I ain't forgot that you traveled the world seven times over. So I need to know where's your favorite place to travel because you stay on the plane. Oh, my favorite place to travel. So on the in the United States, I love Houston. Houston is just my city from the food to the vibes to the weather. I love everything about Houston. So that's my favorite place like in the U.S. Um, the best place I've been outside has probably been South Africa. Um, so I went to Cape Town and Johannesburg. So those are probably like my favorite spots in addition to Thailand. I had a really good time in Thailand. Everything was cheap and the food was so good. Like the street food. Mm -hmm. People like, don't eat the street food. I'm like, I gotta see what it's about. And it didn't tear my stomach up. I was tearing (laughs) that street food up. So yeah, so I'm never getting Thailand for sure. Definitely. Out of the country. I must say that seeing you by that elephant in Africa was definitely inspiring. So I gotta go and uh, I gotta go see more of the world and go overseas. I have yet to do that yet. you never been out, out the country? I've been to Jamaica and the Bahamas, okay. but that's, I don't think that, I'm as far as like literally overseas, yeah. like that's all still like within the same region. Yeah, so yeah, know. yeah. It's, you got to see the world. For sure. You got to see. I'm on it. Yeah. I'm on it. So you successfully passed Freestyle Fridays with Flying Colors. So shout out to you. Thank you. And now I want to learn more about the connection. So when did this come about? When was this even a thought for you to start your own nonprofit? Yeah. So I've always wanted to start my own nonprofit since I was a child. I was like, I want to have a boys and girls club where, you know, it's a space for kids to go. Because my experience as a young child, I had fun at school. School was the bomb to me. I think it was because I was so social and I just loved being around people. Um, But a lot of people's experience was not the same as mine. Some people didn't like school. Some people didn't like, you know, just being in the classroom. And I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? So I'm like, if I create a space where kids like to go after school, I would want to do that. So since I was young, I always knew that I wanted to start something. Um, so in 2019 is when I first founded the organization and I launched it March 14th of 2020, which was the day the world shut down, mm-hmm. right? So I had this the 30th birthday party, um, launched the nonprofit, was super geek to get it up and off the ground, and then the world stopped. So I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? So I, you know, prayed about it and I'm like, let me just put it on pause for a little bit um, and and eventually get back to it. Um, So decided to um, get back going in around like 2021, like the beginning of 2021, I started doing like small things, not a lot, but just small things here and there. And after praying and just like really going before God, I'm just like, I need to get this going because Every year that I don't do what I'm called to do is another life that may be lost because I'm not doing what I'm called to do, right? So this year, I was just like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to just full out, just do it. I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to just do the connection full time so that I'm impacting lives and just making, you know, creating change that I know that I was created to do. So 
That's kind of the story behind it. Um, it actually started off as a nonprofit that was going to take kids on trips. So mm-hmm. we were just going to travel. That was going to be our thing. But after working with kids in Detroit and seeing the need, the great need for tutoring and mentoring and everything else, including travel and getting them out of their environments, um, is really what created what the connection is today. Dope, dope. And you work with middle school and high school students or like what age range? Yeah, so middle school and high school students. So we have three different programs. Um, the first is called the Connection Closet. So that is a resource center, pretty much an underutilized space in the school. And what we do is we create a space called the Connection Closet where it's stocked with um, things that students need throughout the year. So from hygiene items to school supplies to non-perishable foods to underclothes. And that was one thing the students were saying, like, you know, at the beginning of the school year, we have everything because we went to all 78 back to school backpack drives in Detroit. But by November, December, January, you know, we don't have those resources. So it'll be great to have a space. So that's the connection closet. So that serves all grades. Um, and then we have connection clubs. So connection clubs is our after school program for middle school students. Um, and those middle school students um, get tutoring, mentoring, career exploration and field trips. We also take them at the end of the school year on a travel camp. So that's how we incorporate our travel piece. Um, And then lastly is our Connection Kudos program. So that's for third through eighth graders. And what it is is a school-wide competition where the kids are competing against grade levels to see who can get the highest attendance. And at the end of the quarter, we bring in a Connection Kudos party uh, where we acknowledge those kids for getting good attendance, bring in a DJ and games and food and just make it hype for the kids. Nice, nice. So is it fair to say that your love of school at a young age is like something that you was able to tap into when you started the connection? Yeah, for sure. Like thinking about what did I, what do I remember from school? You know, what were those things? Who were those teachers? Who were those mentors? What did they what did they possess that I need to make sure that I incorporate in the connection? It was it was huge for me to kind of look back at what excited me for school, you know, what what kept me engaged. You know, I loved the field trips. I loved, you know, the after school programs. I loved all of that. So I'm like, how can I create what meant so much to me for all these kids in Detroit that don't have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did you take your previous like work experiences? Because when I met you, you were working in sports mm-hmm. uh, for the Pistons and in basketball. And um, as far as like other positions that you might have had prior to that, after that, how did you take all of that and be able to turn that or utilize some of that experience for the connection? Yeah. So I think I, I utilize a lot of the organi- like the organizational piece uh, working in the corporate world. Everything is by the books. Right. So you understand, OK, what are the processes? What are the procedures that must happen in order to do X, Y and Z? So being able to pull kind of the procedures, the processes, the organizational charts, the the Excel spreadsheets where you're being organized and being able to use that from the corporate world and and then working in nonprofits, seeing the creativity side. So seeing how you can be creative and creating programming, um, how you can be strategic in those partnerships. So taking all of that and just bringing it to the connection to make sure that we're successful. Nice. And yeah. speaking of success, you recently hosted a pretty, pretty big event for the organization. So tell me more about that because you had to piss the mascot out. Y'all had dope T-shirts. I need to know more about this. Yeah. So it was called the uh, Back to School Clap In um, presented by The Connection. So this was our way to really get kids excited about their first day of school. So we had about 80 volunteers come. We had the Pistons mascot. We had um, snacks for the kids, school supplies, a 
DJ. And we just hiked up there first day. So we lined the doors, you know, and as the kids were getting out of the car, they're looking like, what the heck is going on? Who are these people that are geek that we've never seen, you know? So it really made the kids feel super special, like just seeing the smiles on their faces and how excited they were for their first day. Um, it was amazing. So it was just our way to get the kids to kick off the school year and get mm-hmm. the kids excited and geeked about school for this school year. That's dope. That's definitely a unique take on the uh, the clap in because I've done one of that bef- one of those before for elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like black men group uh, mm-hmm. coming, you know, show the kids some love on they as they walk into the school and just you know root them on, but. You had a whole DJ. You had people come out. Like I'm sure it was it was it was lit, as the young people say. And did y'all play geeked up? We we didn't play. Did we play geeked up? I don't I don't think we played geeked okay. up. I didn't make my request. Okay. I told them more so play with the kids, like so, like yeah. the TikTok mix. Ah, uh, okay. And, you know, I wanted it to be more geared toward them. <laughs> and then after they left, we were like doing the hustles. We were still yeah. having a party. The principal had to say, "All right, we still got class. Like, let's you know keep it pushing." But it was an amazing morning. And it was so super, like super duper impactful. Like just seeing the kids' faces, the parents' faces. I've never seen that many parents walk their children into school. So mm-hmm. that like really touched my heart. And hearing from all of our volunteers, they all felt like I did a survey after, and like a hundred percent of our volunteers felt that this was an impactful mm-hmm. event. So I was excited about that. Yeah, that's that's huge to be able to have see that support mm-hmm. um at a young age because we don't like uh, one of my favorite phrases is uh, exposure leads to expansion. So when you actually see people in the community coming out, showing you love and seeing um, adults who are, you know, successful or doing well in life in your community, that provides you more uh, motivation, uh, whether you realize it or not, like at a young age to like, you know, I want to do a good in school so I can be able to, you know, have some of the enjoy some of the things they do in life um, when I get older. But, you know, don't necessarily recommend growing up too soon and being an adult because, you know, it's, it's a little ghetto, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but <laughs> what are we? Yeah. <laughs> so and we wanted so badly. Too, yeah, so yep, it's like well, yep. I know we was lying. Yep. I mean, I, I like it. Like I tell people, I like it better than being in the in college because I had fun in college, but I realized how broke I was. Super so cool. I'm like, uh, no, nah, I like I like having money and being able to right. do things now. Right. So um, yeah. super cool uh, in that regard. And I wanted to ask, like, what are some of the big goals for the, the school year just started? What are some of the big goals for the connection this year? Yeah. So our big goal. So we want to serve a minimum of 500 students this school year. Uh, we want to be able to fundraise and be able to raise a minimum of 50,000 by the by the end of the school year. So that's a big goal. Um, our connection closet is actually under reno- it's reno- being renovated right now. So our big goal is to make sure that that's completed. We have an amazing partner, which we'll be able to announce once it's completed. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited about that. So getting that done um, and really just completing our first full year of programming. Um, I think those are like some of our big goals. And then eventually I want to be able to hire and everything next year too. So right now I'm just a one man show mm-hmm. um, like getting volunteers to assist um, my family. Everyone has been, you know, helping and pouring in my boyfriend who, who he's been helping super mm-hmm. supportive as well. Um, so being able to hire because I'm currently the CEO, the COO, yep. 
program facilitator, the academic yeah. coach. Um, so being able to really build my team and be able to have um, the sustainability of finances to be able to make sure that that happens. Nice. So we'll definitely get your uh, contact information mm-hmm. towards the end. But y'all people listening to this, make sure that y'all keep your ears and eyes open to um volunteering with the connection because sure. the need for help is there. So uh, definitely uh, help this sister out. Yeah. And as far as the students that you work with over the years, and it could be for the connection or um, any other volunteer opportunities you did, like, do you have any success stories of those students or like a, a story that like warms your heart? Um, I have so many. Let me think of one in particular. So, yeah. So there's actually a family who I was working with who lost their mom um, probably two months before I had met them. And seeing the kids, I knew something was up. This was during the pandemic and I knew something was up because they were not excited like the other kids. They just had like this real somber spirit about them. And I remember... um, talking to them and I'm, you know, trying to see what's up. They were really young, maybe like six, seven, eight, like very young students. And they're like super dry, like super sad. And after talking to their, talking to them, I'm like, let me talk to their parents and see what's up. So, you know, their dad came to pick them up. And I'm like, hey, you know, the kids seem like super sad. Is, you know, is there anything we can do to like, you know, help them? And he was just like, you know, they just lost their mom two months ago. So it's super hard on them. Um, so he, he's like, just love on them, you know, like just love on them and just do what, you know, do what you can. By the end of the school, like by the end of that school year during the pandemic, when I say those kids were the most excited kids running into the building, running, you know, excited about programming. And I think it's really because the love that we share with them, you know, and just pouring our genuine love into the kids. And that's a lot of times what the kids need. They need that genuine love and that support and that comfort that they feel. Um, So I would say that's probably one of the best, um, you know, one of the best stories. And I'm still in there in the kids' lives now. Like I'm actually going to pick up the the daughter of the program after this. So yeah, I think that's probably one of them. Just creating those genuine relationships where you're actually pouring out love. I think those are like my most memorable stories. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I I definitely can recall like just being a young person and one of the reasons why I wanted to get into mentoring and volunteering and uh, working with the youth is because I remember all the stuff I didn't have Mm -hmm. when I was younger uh, and wanted to be able to provide that for the next generation coming up. And then also selfishly, I mean, they're going to be the people running the world when we get older. So let me invest in them now so I don't have to. Yeah. So they can look out when when we get a little bit older. So it's it's great that you have stories like that from the program and working with uh, certain students. And as far as um, as far as your story goes, if you can go back to a young shark, yeah. who was that mentor that was pivotal for you? Who was those people that you looked up to, yeah. teachers, anything like that? Yeah. So I would say growing up, my parents were huge. So opposite of you, like I grew up with everything. Mm. You know, I never really wanted for anything. I never really desired for anything. Like my biggest hiccup was, oh, I can't get the Jordans. You know, I didn't have to wonder like where was my meal going to come from? Um, So my parents were huge in that, making sure that we always had stability. So that was 
that's another reason why the connection exists was really to to create that space of love that I had growing up. Um, so my parents for sure were mentors. I would definitely say I love, love, love my kindergarten and first grade teachers. I can still like smell them to this day. <laughs> like if I smell a perfume that they used to wear, I can say, oh wow, that was Madame Marshall or that was Madame Golek, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so those teachers, just because they were so loving and so welcoming and they made me want to be at school. So mm-hmm. those were two. Um, in high school, I would say my coach, my softball coach, he was huge and very pivotal um, in my life. He taught me what character was. He taught me that even if you lose the game, you got to keep your head up and you got to shake someone's hand. I didn't. I was a sore loser. I'm like, <laughs> I ain't shaking their hand. I'm competitive. Like, you know, he taught me what character was, what integrity was. So him, for sure, he was very, very pivotal in that um, and very impactful for me. Um, I'm trying to think of who else in my life. Um, I think those are were like the main people for me that I can think of. And what, what motivates you now? Like, what's you don't have to do the yeah. connection. You don't have to be working with these young people. So, like, what makes you get out of bed and say, you know, I want to go try and make a difference and, and help them out? Yeah. So the 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 scripture I live by is to whom much is given, much is required. So even though I don't have to do this work, I don't make a lot of money. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not driving the Audi I want to drive. I'm not, you know, making the millions that I want to make. Um, but it's not about that. Mm-hmm. I think that because I was so blessed growing up and still super blessed now through relationships and through, you know, the love that I still receive to this day, I feel like it's my duty and it's my calling to be able to pour out that same to others. So that's why I do it because I was, I was given so much. So it's my duty and it's my responsibility and it's a pleasure for me to be able to give that back. Now, only if you can get some of your peers to think the same way, <laughs> right. the world be a much better place. Yeah. But that's why we do what we do, because if we can teach the younger generation, hey, it's about serving, it's about genuinely loving, it's mm-hmm. about putting those phones down and creating relationships, then we can do it as long as we're really pouring that into the younger generation. Thousand percent. Yeah. So if you can go back to when would you say you remember like your first mentor, like outside of family? Mm-hmm. Like who would you what what age would you say that was? Um, my first mentor that I can think about, I would say it was high school, ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my coach. That was my softball coach. Okay. Um and I uh, I remember making varsity my freshman year and not thinking that I could do it. I was like, okay, I'm going to try out, but I'm not that good. I'll probably make JV. And I remember how much life he spoke into me from like my very, like my freshman year. And I was the only freshman on varsity. And I just remember how confident he made me feel, how um, deserving, how um my work ethic was everything. You know, he taught me the importance of doing great in school, you know, doing good socially, treating people nice, um, being a leader, even though you were a freshman. I think he was the person that really poured all of that into me. I think he's probably the first person that I remember being like an actual mentor outside of my family. Dope. Dope. Yeah. So let's say if you can go back to... I'm going to up the age a little bit. Let's say you go back to 16-year-old Shar. What advice would you give to her now if you can go back for like five minutes and have a conversation? Shar, stop trying to be the class clown. Like, do your work. Like, stop trying to make everybody laugh at you and giving the teachers a hard time. Stop starting a food fight. Stop cheating on your test and selling (laughs) counterfeit extra credit coupons. Get your life together. But no, when I was 16, I was a mess. Like, 
like I was um I was a good student. Like I didn't I didn't I was on the honor roll, you know, I was in National Honor Society. I did good, but I was also a clown. You wanted to play all day. I wanted to play yeah. all day. Everything was a joke to me. Everything was funny. <laughs> and I remember um one teacher in particular who could not stand me. And it's because I would have the class just fooling. Like mm-hmm. we did this thing called Make It Rain, and that means everybody stand up and start walking around while she teaching. I remember texting everybody like um, when the clock hit 12, everybody dropped their books and we will all drop our books. So I was just a mess. Like I, I used to play all day. And I think there's a beauty in that now because I'm able to connect with those students who are the class clowns. Yeah. And I can talk from my perspective like, hey, I was you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you can't get over on me because I was the one who told people exactly what you're doing now. Yep. So I think it was there was purpose in that. But if I could talk to my 16 year old self, I'd say, sit down, and be quiet, <laughs> and, and pay attention to your teacher. <laughs> That's probably the first success story I've heard or how to pivot from being a class clown yeah. to being a productive adult. I was able to do it. I was more so like, uh, I wasn't like as outwardly like class clown, but like I would be making jokes. I'd be like, that's why I, like I, when I got to college, I couldn't sit at the back of the room. Like even in grad school, I'm like, I have to sit in the front. Cause if I'd sit next to somebody who I know or what, I'm just going to be back there playing the whole time. Yep. For no reason. That was me. Yeah. For no reason. Apparently I've been told I, I'm the person you can't <laughs> sit next to at a funeral uh, because it's, yeah. I'm that person. It's going, yeah. Cause it's everything funny. Like it why is. you got those shoes on? Why she singing like yeah, that? Facts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that person for sure. So if I see you out at some of these (laughs) events in and around the city, I would not be sitting next to you or communicating with you too long because it's going, it's going, it's going to be a mess. <laughs> Probably. That's good to know. Not, not that you that person too. We need to just go on. Yep. Opposite. High and by. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> we just going to look at each other like, yeah. Here it is. <laughs> oh man. I, ne- I, did, I did not know that. So that was, that was great insight. We love getting the exclusives here on Black Friday. <laughs> and you was a class clown. I would have never guessed. Yeah. But. I was a class clown. Shout out to Class clown, class of 2008 at South Atlanta, my one class clown. Look at you, just winning. Yeah. Big 10 champion, class clown. Right, the opposite. But it's all purpose. Of course, of course. So tell us where the good people can find you. Give us your your website, contact information. How can people reach out? They Mm. want to donate. Uh, I say it again, if people want to donate, and then if they want to volunteer their time, mentor, how can they connect with you? Yeah, so our website is www.theconnection.org. Connection spelled with a K. Um, or you can find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook at The Connection. Um, and then my personal um, Instagram is private. So I got to see if I want you to follow me. But it's at Proverb31 underscore. And if you want people or uh, trying to see if we can get some wise words of wisdom from you, what advice would you give to people who may have parents or I mean, not everybody got parents, people who are uh, parents of young people who are starting the school year? Like if you could talk to them real quick and just say, like, you know, this is how you can set them up for success at, at home. What would you say to them? Yeah, I would say just listen to your child. A lot of times parents. um have a lot to say and it's because parents want the best for their students and the best for their kids and they don't listen to their kids a lot of times a child's behavior or the words that they say 
it correlates to the way that they're feeling and what they're dealing with. So just sometimes it's okay to just let your child speak, you know, and just listen to that child. Um, in addition to just loving on them, you know, like giving them the hug, giving them the kiss on the cheek before bed, um, and just letting them know that you love them and you support them. Because a lot of times that's all kids want to know. Mm-hmm. So that someone is listening to them, that someone loves them, and someone cares them. Yeah, and, and working with young people myself, I noticed like that's why they acting out. They just want to test you to see if you do you really care about me like are you really going to be there like regardless of what I do because they may not be getting enough of it at home or getting it at all at home so they're going to test you and act out just to like see like okay are you built for it or are you like you weak you're not going to really you don't really care about me for real and so that's that's why they end up doing a lot of stuff that they do they just want to feel loved so that's 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 dope and great insight so parents definitely you know heed to that or if you have just young people in your house younger siblings cousins relatives definitely uh heed to that but one thank you for your time this was uh amazing i uh, got great insights in your background and your story and love what you're doing with the connection and already committed to volunteering i got it on tape i got it on audio mm-hmm. so you definitely hold I'll me to you. that yeah I'll, I'll hold <laughs> definitely hold me to that and um looking forward to seeing what you do in the first year uh, of first official year of programming and um yeah looking forward to uh seeing all the, the dope things you have coming up thank you thanks so much for having me and thank you for having this podcast it means a lot to, you know, the black owned businesses and nonprofits and people just doing it in Detroit. So shout out to you, too. Definitely. I appreciate that. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll catch you all next time. This is Black Fridays. Black Fridays.